Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Pivot Podcast. I'm the Pivot's founder, Renee Middlestead. In today's episode, we're going to take a walk down memory lane, and I'm going to pull a Pivot Pioneers interview from the archives. In this interview, I spoke to casting director and founder of Zion Casting, Nori Hassan. She shared the highlights of her career journey and the pivotal people who helped her along the way. She explained why she started her own casting collective and shared advice for others who want to start their own business. All right, let's listen to the interview. I'm going to give you guys um, some fast facts about Nori. Her career journey is very impressive. So Nori is a quirky, altruistic go-getter and a lover of all things creative. She has a background in music and activism, and she decided to pursue modeling full-time after being photographed and interviewed for a story in Allure magazine in January of 2018 regarding her stretch marks and thoughts on body positivity. Um, After this experience, she realized that the fashion industry can be an empowering and inclusive space and wanted to help push that agenda forward in every facet. Soon, Nora began to work in production and casting, fully emerging herself in the industry. She has since cast and produced inclusive fashion stories for Vogue Italia, Vogue Me, Vogue China, Nylon Magazine, and others. She recently founded a casting collective, XYNE, and hopes to be able to provide more opportunities for underrepresented um, communities while promoting positive change um, in fashion and advertising, intertwining fashion and social justice. She aims to be as inclusive as possible when casting for her projects by focusing on representing people of all colors, all shapes, and sizes. So without further ado, I'm going to have Nori join the live and we're going to dive into these questions. Hi, Hi. how are you? Hey, <laughs> how are you, Renee? I wasn't sure, I'm good. I wasn't sure if you wanted me to request you from XYNE's uh, Instagram or from your own, so I hesitated I for a second there. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. I wasn't sure which yeah. I should do, but... Yeah, no. Important. Either we'll get to everyone's questions. I'm sure they're all, um, they've all got the notification and we can get started. Yeah, yeah, let's get started. Um, okay, so you've accomplished so much in the last few years, as I just mentioned. You're a model, you're a casting director, and founder of Casting Collective XYNE. And I'm pronouncing them pro- properly, right? It's not like... <laughs> is, am I saying it the right way? It's not like a, like a different, like a spin on like a so certain word. It, it kind of, it kind of is. It came out of nowhere, but it's pronounced Zine. Um, Zine. So okay, thank you. Zine, but it's it's all good. Yeah. There's I keep saying X A N E. Sorry. They're all accepted. You guys okay. can call it whatever you want. <laughs> okay, so that's good to know. From now on, Zine. Everyone, you heard it here first. Zine. So um, what were some obstacles or highlights you experienced along your journey? And did you have a mentor to help guide you and provide you advice along the way? Um, I faced basically all of the obstacles. I mean, I was starting a business from scratch without any real idea how to do that. And um, Zion was supposed to be a lot bigger than it actually turned out to be. And I still got a lot of ideas in, my, in the back of my mind of mm-hmm. what I want it to become. And um, it's more digitized and just a, a future world, I guess, for casting. But uh, I wanted to start small, and I think Sign was a great way to do that. So, I mean, I've, I've basically went from doing uh, castings through a creative agency to doing it on my own within a few months. And so I really just jumped into it because I was so passionate about it. Um, I had a mentor when I was working in my creative agency and she basically taught me all things to know about production and a casting. So I learned a lot from her. And then when it came to building up Zion, my boyfriend at the time was really, really helpful because he had started his own business in the past and together we created something really, really awesome. So 
That's amazing. Yeah, thank you. And so did you find obviously having like a strong support network of your mentor from work and then your your past boyfriend helping you kind of build the platform obviously was like very instrumental into building it into what it is now, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, I've had a lot of friends along the way um, just discussing the idea and kind of like going back and forth with people and kind of seeing what they thought about it and how mm -hmm. they would react. So yeah, it was, um, it was a trial and error for a long time, for a few months actually, just with the branding and the concept. And eventually I came to this conclusion and this is where I'm at. So I'm, yeah. I'm really happy with where I'm at. It looks amazing. Yeah. So I think Thank you're doing you. a really good job so far. I think Thanks. it's so good that you're mentioning like the peers in your network, like you're all coming up together and kind of leaning on each other and supporting each other, giving each other advice and feedback. And yeah. I think that's a really important message for everyone who's feeling maybe a little lost on their career journey right now is to like talk to your friends or your your peers about it, like from work and see like where they're at. Cause I feel like a lot of people are in the same spot. We just kind of need to help each other out. Yeah, totally. And I mean, during this quarantine, I was able to do a little project with some creators and models, friends of mine. And basically it was just like a quarantine diaries basically. And they oh, talked cool. about how they were staying creative during quarantine. and. Uh, that's a little highlight on the Zine story if you go on the the Instagram. But yeah, it's a fun little thing to watch if you want to get inspired. And yeah, no, that's see amazing. What other people are up to. So yeah, yeah that's a little thing I'm working on. So no, that's amazing. You got to keep the creative juices flowing. Basically, yeah. if you don't use it, you lose it. Exactly, um, exactly. So how has your other like work and passions? You know, you I mentioned modeling, also activism, and as well as music, helped shape you as the founder of Zine. Uh, they all play really important roles, but I think the biggest of all of them was modeling and my experience with modeling. Uh, I was, I am actually with the agency We Speak, and they're a really diverse and inclusive agency. And my experience working with them and going to set to some amazing jobs, working with Airy, working with VS Pink, like Target, all these major brands. And seeing like how diverse the cast was, it was just so refreshing. And unlike all the stories I was hearing from my model friends who were having different experiences where they maybe felt like the token on set and they weren't experienced in, you know, a diverse cast and they were just, it was very limited to mm -hmm. what brands could do. Um, so I figured that with the experience I had from the creative agency, moving forward to casting would be something that would be really impactful and beneficial for people. Um, I think there's a lot of brands out there that are really upping the ante right now, getting diverse, getting inclusive, and uh, it's, it's so refreshing to see that. And I'm really happy to see that. And I hope that I can, you know, help be an advocate and push that forward through modeling and through casting. Yeah, I, I definitely think um, I can relate to some of your model friends who have said they've experienced non-diverse casts. Um, yeah. And I think it's come a long way, especially I think in the last like four or five years. And I, I agree with you, there is a, it's a long way to go. And I feel like Zine's definitely going to be like a big, play a big role in that because yeah. I think this is just like the tip of the iceberg, you know, we're just starting to get comfortable with not like tokenizing people I guess it sounds yeah. horrible but yeah, it's just like something we became comfortable with for a long time so mm -hmm. I, I I think that's amazing that you're able to like see that a lot more needed to be done and kind of take it into your own hands
Exactly. Thank um, you. So, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a big deal. I think it's important. Um, so <laughs> I mentioned earlier that you decided to pursue modeling full time after being photographed and interviewed for a story on Melore magazine in 2018 um, because you realized that the fashion industry can be an empowering and inclusive place space. Sorry. And you wanted to help push that agenda forward in every facet. So did you have a pivotal moment when it came to your career as a casting director? I think my pivotal moment was at the very beginning of my career okay. and again that's back when I was working at a creative agency and casted my first job for Vogue Italia. I was basically given a brief to find someone with curves <laughs> and I it was just shocking that a fashion magazine really that they wanted that and they weren't going to go for the stereotypical Caucasian model straight mm -hmm. ties. They were looking for inclu inclusivity and they were looking for diversity for this project so it was it was amazing to cast that and I used my Instagram and whoever followed me to go through like street casting basically and um, it was such a, an awesome experience to cast my friend Jasmine shout out to Jasmine uh, <laughs> for this and it was uh, a really important part of my career and you know it's the very beginning and you want to have a great experience as soon as you start and that's what's going to take you through that's going to push you forward like how did i even get here you have to remind yourself sometimes what steps you took to get to the place you're at and um, i look back at that a lot and it pushes me and motivates me so yeah no that's amazing that they gave you they trusted you so much that you were able to kind of lead this entire project yeah. and you you accepted it fully because i feel like some people which is understandable. You start thinking like, oh my God, can I do this? This is so crazy. But it's just like, it's so amazing. You had the confidence and trust in yourself to be like, okay, you know what? I have the resources. I know the right people. Let me just see how far I can go with this. And I exactly. think that's just an awesome lesson for everyone to hear is like, just be confident in your own skills and your own network and you can go really far. Yes. Um, so what advice? Yeah. <laughs> so what advice can you share with models and other multi-hyphenates who want to start their own business and kind of just, I guess, pave their own path um, and figure out what they want to do, like something that aligns with their purpose. Like what advice do you have for them? I just want to let them know that it takes a lot of time and dedication to build out what you're passionate about. And you have to have a real fire for what you're doing, especially mm -hmm. if you're modeling, because modeling alone takes up an insane amount of time. It takes up an insane amount of energy and effort that's your nine to five. And then, you know, your passion project, your business becomes your five to nine. And mm -hmm. I've pulled a ton of all nighters, you know, working on sign and working on projects just to get deadlines fulfilled and, you know, go gone to a shoot the next day, just st stuck it out basically. But mm -hmm. um, it's just really important to remember why you're doing this and push yourself to do it and do the best you can at it. Give all of your effort. Yeah. Doing. Yeah. And I think too, it's important to mention, like, I feel not to back down after like the first failure. I'm sure that you experienced a lot of um, setbacks and that didn't really stop you. And it, it only makes design even better and reach even higher and greater heights. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's really important. You're right to have that resilience that you have through your modeling career, apply that to your side hustle and exactly. you'll, you'll go far. Yes. Um, so speaking from experience as both a model and a casting director, how important is it to have other passions or businesses outside of the modeling industry? And I actually asked this from personal experiences and just over the years, um, a lot of clients will have in the sign-in sheet, like 
what other passions are you pursuing or what else you're interested in? Or you go into the, the, the casting room and they're like, don't mention anything about modeling. Tell yeah. us what you're passionate <laughs> about. Like they're very serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how can a model prepare for that? And like, why do you think it's so important? How important is it? I think the game has just changed entirely and mm -hmm. you have to be more than a model. You have to do something else, basically. Mm -hmm. have other interests and passions, which is just something you should have as a regular person, you know, you should yeah. have your interests and your hobbies and then take that with you to your career and continue to do it throughout your career. So, you know, it's having done casting, being a musician, that has helped me a lot in the in modeling worlds because that puts me above a lot of the people that only do modeling. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just, it just sets you apart from everybody else, what your interests and hobbies are. And it, it makes you more interesting and they want to see what you do, see where you end up and how you grow and be a part of that too, mm -hmm. and, you know, help you, help you grow as your brand and be a part of that. So it's super important to have these passions and these hobbies and come fully prepared to talk about yourself and don't be modest. Just mm -hmm. tell it like it is. Tell them how great you are at playing the drums. And it's, you know, something we want to see Like it lights, lights us up like yeah you you have other interests exactly <laughs> I think it's more so like easy. if you have your own story it's easier for them to like find out where your the company's values align with yours and you can kind of tell this like combined story together right yeah it's like yeah. way easier to cast if you it's more of a collaboration than something that's more one-sided where you're like okay how am I gonna pull this energy or this personality out of this person if they're not giving it to me yeah. um and I think it also applies to a lot of other careers too so um, you know, like you said, no matter what, even if you're not a model, it's good to have another hustle or passion just to show the different advantages that you have or value as like, yeah. as a professional. So I think for anyone watching model or not, it's important to start digging down deep and figuring out, okay, what do I like to do after work? Like, how could that possibly earn me more money or just fulfill me as a person and like make me more unique? Exactly. Um, and it's so there's a ton of models out there also. So again, having something that sets you apart is just vital at this point. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's almost like if you're thinking about becoming a model in 2020, it's like, make sure you know what your brand is before you even hit send to that agency yeah. you want to be signed with. It's like, yeah. why should this agency even sign you? Like what makes you special beyond, you know, your pretty face and like yep. your Instagram following. It's like, they need something else to go they off with to pitch you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a pitch. It's a business pitch. And mm -hmm. they're pitching your business to clients to major clients. And mm -hmm. you have to keep that in mind that, that yeah. that's a major part of it. Yeah. So, so I want to know, where do you see zine casting in the future? And what do you think the casting and production industry will be like post COVID-19? I know it's a loaded question to take <laughs> your time. But I feel like a lot of people are curious. And I'm one of those people. So yeah. I'd like to hear what you have to say. Of course. Um, well, for Zion, I, I can see growth, a, a tremendous growth for us. Um, first of all, I would love to have a physical office. I think that would be a major step from working from home. And of course, we're all working from home right now. But when the time comes, I'd love to not work from home and have an office space that I can go into whenever I'm off from modeling or whatever I'm doing. Um, so that would be great just to have to interact with people in real life because mm -hmm. you can only do so much with, you know, these Zoom FaceTime calls, which is you yeah. know, going into the post-COVID world. 
um, or during COVID even. I mean, everybody's using Zoom to talk to talent, to talk to clients. And it's great, it's helpful, but there's really nothing like having the physical presence of someone in front of you. And mm -hmm. I think that going forward, I mean, looking at fashion week castings, that's a really interesting thing to think about. Um, yeah. You know, you're used to seeing 100, 200 girls at a casting wind up shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not gonna happen That's definitely no not gonna happen. no i could see casting directors really breaking down castings where they have a pool of people and they just hand select the minimum the bare minimum that they could see in real life <clears throat> and safely and you know cut it down from seeing 100 girls a day to maybe like 25 or, yeah you know getting using a studio that is really spaced out so everybody could stand far apart and um there's different ways that it can work out i think i think it will work out though i think yeah sooner or later we'll come back to that and um i mean the casting director will of course be wearing a mask and the model will have to take their mask off yeah and, you know there'll there'll be some some steps in place and precautions to take but i don't think it'll be anything outrageous and it's, it's just all about keeping each other safe and yeah protected so, yeah yeah and then we'll definitely more... be in studio before you know it i think yeah yeah i yeah, know i agree i think it's just a matter of shifting the way we do things like you were just explaining like it's not going to be these massive like two-hour castings we're used to because of all the models lined up it's going to be more of a selection which i guess only makes it more important for people to start building their professional and personal brands online so these clients can kind of <laughs> see what you're about and really show i guess who you are so yeah. it's an easier way for them to figure out who they want to select because i think it's gonna be difficult on the casting director most for like most of this whole situation because it's like you don't really know someone until you see them up close exactly um but I mean, I, you can only judge so much off of an instagram and a bio, that's true that's know, true so, i mean having someone right in front of you and hearing their personality seeing their energy it, yeah it, it could change everything they sorry that for it's okay for a second no it's okay. totally change their opinion on you so mm -hmm. i i think in-person castings need to come back along yeah with production in general yeah no i agree and do you think i know it's this might be a difficult one i'm just throwing this one in, even okay. though it wasn't in our outline <laughs> but right. do you think there's anything models could be doing now um to be preparing i guess like should they be making their own content that is more editorial style kind of you know what they'd be casted for or should they kind of just wait it out and kind of just follow maybe on like different sources of like what the companies are used to working with are doing and how they're reacting to COVID? Well there are some really major brands that are doing at home things with models like mm -hmm. Topshop, H&M, uh, Zara, all of those guys, the big guys, they're all looking at what models are doing at home, what it's like for them at home. Do they have a mm -hmm. backyard? Do they have a really yes. good living room? Like all these things are important because we're still going to be creating content from home for a little while. Oh um, yeah. I don't know how long to say. I wish I knew how long it would be, <laughs> but just practice taking photos at home, get your roommate to take photos of you, post that on Instagram, let clients know that you have a nice looking backyard or you're, you know, staying at the Hamptons or something and you have, yeah. 
lucky you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, wow, I can't relate, but sure. Can't relate, can't relate. <laughs> but they're there. There are people doing that. And, um, you know, they're the lucky ones. Yeah, they are. They are. <laughs> but yeah, that's a good advice. It's like, try to be as be a creative problem solver, I guess, during this time. So you can keep yeah. those relationships with casting directors and clients. And then once we all come back, it'll just pick up like normal. Yeah. And then um, you'll have some awesome content created by exactly. yourself from home. And everybody loves to see that anyways, not just yeah. your high fashion editorials. They want to see what you're up to anyways. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, so let's get into some questions. We have some questions sent to the Pivots Instagram as well as um, Zion's Instagram. I, I keep getting nervous oh, now. There. It's Zion. Zion. <laughs> okay. Zion. Okay. So Zion's yeah. Instagram. So we're going to get into these questions, you guys. If you have any questions for those who have joined, please comment them in the thread below or in the cute question mark um, box, and I'll make sure that we get to them. Um, so I had a question sent in that asked, I want to learn more about internships. Um, in the casting slash modeling industry, any advice? So I think the best time for an internship with a casting director would be around Fashion Week. Mm -hmm. It's it's a really crazy time. I mean, again, we don't know what the future is going to be like of this, but um, casting directors need the most help during Fashion Week. It is just hell week. So mm -hmm. they will take all hands on deck and, you know, get just to get the job done. But in general, if you are interested in someone's work, if you're interested in working with someone, assisting them, just reach out to them, send them an email, a DM, and I'm sure they'll be flattered that you want to help them, and maybe they'll work your way, uh, they'll work you into whatever projects they have coming up, so you can, you know, help them out with whatever comes up, and mm -hmm. you know, it won't be a formal internship where it's like a month long, three months long, but it'll be a scatter like here's a project I'm working on. Can you jump on this? And, you know, you can work your way up from assist, uh, internship to assisting and then, you know, gain a lot of knowledge just like that. Yeah. Working with different I, people. I feel like in fashion, it's like what I see on like the outside because I'm not in casting or production. But from what I see, it's more so about building these relationships and helping people remember you so they can refer you to other casting directors yeah. too, right? So yeah. it's like if you make a good first impression and you show them you're a hard worker, that might not be the only opportunity you have. And you might be like kind of running through all the different top casting directors or production companies that might need assistance. Exactly. But I mean, all the top production companies, creative agencies, they, they're <laughs> all looking for help and internships and, you mm -hmm. know, just go to their website, see their career page, if they're big enough and have a career page and all that. Yeah. Um, and you never know what you could find, but just, it doesn't hurt to send an email and express mm -hmm. your interests. And I'm sure they'll keep you on the back burner for yeah. whenever they need you. Yeah, exactly. Um, so now I'm going to move to the questions from uh, Zion's IG. So somebody asked, oh, well, not somebody. I'll give her her name. Yeah. Ashley asked, um, what is the best way to get scattered by uh, Zion? So it's really simple. You could just <clears throat> send me a DM, but uh, you don't have to send me photos or anything. Just send me a brief message. I'll probably go through your Instagram and we'll converse through there. Um, but also sending me an email just expressing your interest you could send me photos through email i prefer that way better um but either way i'll get back to you guys and um i'm pretty attentive when it comes to the instagram i'm running it so there's no middle yeah. person yeah no <laughs> so much it's easier sometimes with a dm with certain people so i feel that yeah um so um habiba asked 
How can we promote more diversity in the modeling industry? Is there still a long way to get um, adequate representation in the modeling industry, film, et cetera? So for this question, I, I figured it was a little bit of a more general question. Um, yeah. When she said we, I guess she meant like everybody as a whole. So some ways that you can push brands for diversity and more inclusivity in their campaigns and their projects, just go to the brands that you're wearing, the brands that you love, go to their Instagram, check out their ads. If you see something you don't like, write them a message. If you see something you don't like, DM them. You know, if you are seeing, if you're not seeing what you want to see, again, send them a message, send them a DM. Just make sure that your voice is heard and that your, your ideas can spread and you know, your ideas and your voice matters. Brands want to hear what you want. And mm -hmm. um, that's probably the easiest way to go about it. But in terms of um, seeing representation in fashion and film, I think there has just been a drastic shift in the fashion industry. We're seeing a lot more real bodies and real mm -hmm. faces, people of color. And it's, it's an exciting time to be part of the fashion industry. I think it's only going to get better for us. And same for the film industry. I'm not really in film much, but I mean, I, I know they have a long way to go more yeah. than fashion. So they're a bit far behind, but I mean, I'm sure they'll catch up. And, you know, this is one way is just communicating your voice to these brands, your favorite director, producers, whoever, and let it be known. Yeah, yeah, because at the end of the day, they want to please their customer or client. So if you're telling them you don't like something, you're you might not be the only one writing them that message. So it could exactly. have a huge impact. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Nia asked, is it frowned upon to reach out to agencies more than once if they've been in contact with you? It depends on the contact. If it was a positive interaction with the agency, then definitely contact them again, follow up and just tell them what you've been up to. But if it was a negative interaction, I would probably just say not to go back to them unless you drastically change your look or drastically change something about you yeah. um, that will change their mind. And mm -hmm. I, I think that's really, maybe that's a bit of a cutthroat answer, but it, it's really just depends if it's a positive or a negative interaction and then you go from there. But it doesn't hurt to follow up either. Yeah, um, yeah. So See what people's thinking and especially now because no one has any excuse not to <laughs> yeah no one has anywhere to go they're not out of the office in a meeting so yeah exactly. <laughs> um and so there's another question here from raven and she asks um do you represent and or cast models with acne and hyperpigmentation i want to help shine light on normalizing acne and skin positivity can you help with that thank you for your time well yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are no limits to when it comes to anything. Like, there are projects for everything, looking for people with acne, people mm -hmm. with hyperpigmentation. Beauty brands are always looking for that. And I was just working with an awesome beauty brand right before COVID started on a shoot with, um, and I casted people with hyperpigmentation and with acne scars. And unfortunately, got rescheduled due to COVID. But I mean, I know that there are so many projects to come that are like that. And I personally struggle with acne. So I'm a huge advocate for that. I think yeah. you can still model if you have acne or hyperpigmentation. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's not as big, as a, big of a deal as you might think it 
could be. It's not a deal breaker yeah. at all. Yeah, I guess I, from, from my experience, like I have had acne as well. And I think we forget a lot of these models we're seeing in ads and in campaigns or um, on TV, like a lot of them do have problematic skin or Definitely. sensitive skin or rosacea or something like that. We just yeah. do a really good job of hiding it. Yeah. Um, and so I guess it, what this person, I guess, wants to do is more highlight those um, insecurities people have to show that it's normal. And yeah. I think it's good that you mentioned that brands are, or, you know, editorial type magazines are trying to do that to show that you're not alone, basically. So that's another example of how the fashion industry is already trying to make the step in the right direction or the beauty space anyway. Beauty space, fashion space. Yeah, I mean, it's it's everywhere. I mean, models are almost always wearing makeup. So yeah. <laughs> you have to remember that they don't always look like that. And yeah, it's, exactly. It's okay. it's okay to exactly. have pimples. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I remember that's something I had to learn when I first started modeling. It's like you almost like overdid on the makeup because of what you see in the magazines. But then oh when you get to the agency they or the casting, so they say, here's a makeup wipe. Go to the bathroom and yeah. take your makeup off. <laughs> we don't want to see any. This is like 2011. So this was probably like the Maybelline mousse at the time. Oh and I was gosh. using a really thick foundation or something. Yeah. But anyways, oh, that less. Like, foundation. foundation. Yeah. So learn from my mistake. Don't overdo it. It's oh, almost better God. to show up with no makeup and show any imperfections you may have than show up oh, with like an inch thick of foundation because you know, so I've been there. I know what it's about. Yeah. Um, we got two <laughs> questions in the question box. So I'm going to oh, open yeah. them up and just see um, what it's about. Okay. So I have a question here and I'm going to pull it up to the screen. Oh, so they ask, do you work with older models? Yeah, all the time, all the time. Um, I mean, it depends on the project, but I've worked with older models for a bunch of projects and there's more older models now than there ever was previously. There's a lot of classic models. I mean, you go to Muse and you see all their classic models. All the major agencies have uh, divisions for older models. So mm -hmm. it's it's not just a trend. It's gonna be like it's gonna be like this now. Exactly. It's the new norm. Exactly. I remember recently for the SI Swim Church, they actually had a, an amazing um diverse like list of uh women who were submitted and like they're mm -hmm. all ages i think the oldest woman was actually maybe 50. Wow. um That's so incredible. and she yeah she looked amazing obviously yeah <laughs> um i posted a photo the other day of vera wang oh yeah she's 70 oh, i had no idea gosh. like it just age does not matter it doesn't yeah. matter at all and yeah you know, she's she's 70 but she looks like 50. You know, I know I came crazy. across that article this morning and it's like Vera Wang 70. I was like, since when? Like, where have I been? I must have been under <laughs> oh, a rock. I was like, I thought she was like 40. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, she's going um, up. up. I so I have another question here. I'll pull it up. It okay. um, says, do you have any upcoming projects? I missed the last one. Um, and so I'll pull it up here so you can read it. Yes. Oh, okay. So I have a project and this is for well, I'll just I'll just say what it is. I don't have to hide anything. So I'm casting for Bacardi, and we're looking for three female roommates. And basically, you guys all have to be isolating together <laughs> in quarantine. It's a really interesting breakdown. But basically, uh, just three female roommates with great energy, mm -hmm. and they're quarantining together in New York City. That's 
if, if anybody fits that, <laughs> feel free. It's to like a broad DM. city vibe, I'm sure, right? Like a broad city, like, ex yeah. like type of vibe, oh, if anyone watched that show. Yeah. Yes, you said it perfectly. We're looking okay. for, um, oh my God, what's their names? Abby and Alana. Um, and yeah, Abby and Alana. Yes, okay. We're looking for that. So if you're Abby or Alana and you have one extra roommate, hit me up. <laughs> And I'd love to consider you for it. It's going to be yeah. on the project. That sounds so, fun. I like that yeah. idea. With Bacardi, too, that'll be a good, a fun time. Yeah, are they are they trying to shoot over FaceTime? Because I've had friends in the last few weeks um, book for jobs, specifically a beauty job, um, through FaceTime. So are they wow. trying to move that route? Cool. Or It's a really new, interesting concept. So they're okay. going to be sending equipment to whoever gets casted. Oh. Oh, interesting they're sending them uh their cameras and okay. whatever lighting equipment and then the director will be on facetime with whoever's casted just like okay. directing them throughout the shoot so okay, i'm cool. stoked to see how this goes yeah me um, too i'm gonna look out yeah. for it now i'll be yeah, like wait I'll a second it. when i get my ads my targeted ads they can hear me sing bacardi <laughs> into my microphone right now <laughs> yeah i'll send it to you as soon as it comes out and yeah I'll post it, of course so that that's, that's so awesome there's some light in this situation i guess exactly <laughs> exactly well on that note um i just want to say thank you so much for doing this thank Q &A you. With me today it was it's super interesting to hear about how you became a model and then from there a casting director and how your other passions kind of led you to where you are today. Um, you guys don't forget if you don't already follow her, uh, Nori's Instagram is hey.nori and don't forget to follow Zion XYNE. Like I said, the entire first bit of this Instagram live <laughs> as the Zion casting um, and watch the, you know, their quarantine stories like she mentioned earlier and upcoming projects that they have. And if you guys are interested, next Wednesday, next Tuesday, I'm sorry, next Tuesday, I will be doing a Q&A with Shivani Prasad. She is a writer and model. Um, and the talk will be at one o'clock. So if you guys are interested, join me again next week. And again, Nori, thank you so much for today's Q&A. I really appreciate it. All right. Take thank care. You. Bye, everyone. Bye.